closed-mouthed about this, but I know damned well you want to be president. One of these days, sure, Will replied. You mean after Joe has served for eight years? I'd only be 57. Why not? I might even appoint you director of central intelligence. Yeah, sure, she said. The world would fall on you. If Jack Kennedy could appoint Bobby attorney general, why couldn't I appoint my wife to be head of the CIA? Well, it's a nice thought anyway, she said. Listen, here's a thought. Joe's going to owe me after the election, and if I'm not going to ask him for a cabinet job, I could ask him to appoint you DCI. Would you really do that? Let's just say that I know the candidate well and have the highest confidence in her. It's not as though you're not supremely well qualified. Hmm, I like the sound of it. Of course, I'd want my back scratched a lot if I could pull this off, and I mean that in the literal, not the figurative sense. I'll start growing my nails now, she laughed. Promises, promises. I think about it sometimes, she said. Scratching my back, less thought, more action. No, I mean you're being president. And what do you think when you think about it? Mostly about what a huge pain in the ass being first lady would be. Oh, it might have its upside. Weekends at Camp David, travel on Air Force One, that sort of thing. I'd have to make a lot of speeches, and you know how I hate doing that. Well, how about this? If Joe has already appointed you DCI, I could reappoint you. Then I could hire a first lady. Just run an ad, you mean? Why not? Well, I must admit the idea of being appointed and then reappointed has its appeal, but the substitute wife doesn't. I'm glad to hear it. Will turned into the entrance of the little airport at College Park, which had been founded by the Wright brothers and was located on the grounds of the University of Maryland. He drove down the taxiway to where his airplane was tied down, got out of the car, and unlocked the cabin door. The airplane was new, a Piper Malibu Mirage, a six-seat pressurized single-engine aircraft loaded with the latest equipment. Will had traded his elderly Cessna for it a couple of months before, and it made trips back to Georgia a lot faster and more comfortable. He climbed in and lowered the rear seat backs, then stowed the luggage Kate handed him. She drove the Suburban back to the little office and parked it there. Will had nearly finished his pre-flight inspection when Kate returned. She started to say something, but her voice was drowned out by the noise of a large helicopter setting down on the grass nearby. Will recognized it immediately. So did Kate. I thought the president had already gone home to California for Christmas, she said. I thought so too, Will said. The air stair door of the helicopter was lowered, but the engines were kept running. A young marine officer in a crisp uniform left the craft and came jogging toward where Will and Kate stood. He ran up to them and saluted smartly. Senator, Mrs. Lee... Good morning, Lieutenant, Will said. The Vice President and Mrs. Adams would be honored if you would join them for breakfast at Camp David, the officer said. Will and Kate looked at each other. We were just about to take off for Georgia, Will said. The Vice President instructed me to insist, the Marine replied. We'll have you back here before noon, and our people will get you an expedited clearance to Georgia. We'll need to change clothes, Will said. There was no telling who might be there. That won't be necessary, sir. It'll just be the two of you and Vice President and Mrs. Adams. Will looked at Kate and shrugged. She shrugged back. 
He locked up the Mirage and followed the Marine back to the idling helicopter. A moment later, they had taken off and were headed northwest across the Maryland landscape. Kate leaned over and spoke into Will's ear. You have any idea what this is all about? Will shook his head. Not a clue, he said. Chapter 2 As they approached Camp David, it began to snow, and they could see nothing from the helicopter except whiteness. Kate squeezed Will's hand. I don't like this, she said. How are they going to land? Don't worry, they'll get us in safely. He was right. At around 500 feet, they could see the interstate highway, then a deep forest, and then the big chopper lit gently on the pad. Will had only been to Camp David once before, in summer, and the contrast was startling. The trees were bereft of leaves, and the summer golf cart transportation had been replaced by a Secret Service Ford Expedition.